a problem for a lot of people in their life is that they don't use a scale. And for a lot of folks who do use a scale, they don't use it properly. I'm not just talking about weight loss. When I was in my early teens, people started selling weed. And the first guys that sold weed would just take the baggie, a Ziploc bag, and make sure that, that the weed filled up one finger's worth across the bottom of the bag. That was a pretty reliable way of making sure that the customer got enough product, somewhere around four grams. But if you wanted to make any money as the drug dealer, you needed to start taking out a scale and making sure you weren't giving weed away for free. If someone was buying an eighth, it needed to weigh three and a half grams over and over and over and over. When kids started figuring this out, the first thing they'd do is go to a, a penny scale or stamp scale that wasn't digital. And they realized that the tenth of a gram that that could be off was a tenth of a gram of profits that they were giving away. And so it was important to use the scale accurately. Most importantly, you needed to use the scale every single time you weighed out somebody's eighth or quarter. If you didn't do that, you'd lose track of your supply. The scale is a big thing with weight loss. The mistake that a lot of people make that makes it an inefficient tool or turns them off from using the scale completely is that they decide that they have to weigh a specific number. They pick something arbitrary like 175 pounds when they're 250. And the time it takes to go from 250 to 175 pounds takes longer than the person ever thought when they began the journey and it becomes discouraging. If the progress isn't quick or steady enough, they think it's just going to be a failure and they abandon the goal. The correct way to use the scale is to look at whether the number each day is going up or down. You want the scale to show a smaller number than the day before over and over and over. If that number stops changing or it starts going up, you know you're objectively doing something wrong. And you can track your lack of progress to the day and the diet choices you made by keeping track of the scale. There's no reason to go after an arbitrary number because it has no bearing on what you're really going to look like. The only time it really comes into play is in weight classes and sport competition. And if you've noticed, a lot of people show up making weight depleted and looking terrible when they looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger a couple of days before. Just goes to show that the scale doesn't mean all that much. With trading, the same thing happens. People decide, I have to make $300 today or a day. Or they do the opposite and make a whole bunch of trades and don't, don't keep track at all of how they're doing. They just essentially are, are making a, an arbitrary bet, throwing their money down on the table, 
and decide and they'll check back later, which is fine if that's what you want to do, but that is not a mature way to invest in the stock market and not a repeatable way of making more money. It's not sustainable to say I have to make a certain amount of money each day either. That'll cause you to, to force trades that aren't really there and, and to believe patterns are forming that haven't yet in an effort to make money on days when there's no money to be made. What you want to do is you want to not lose money. You want to avoid the red days. And if you have a bunch of red days in a row, especially days that don't correlate with the market globally being down, you know you're doing something wrong. You can go back to the exact days and the exact patterns that were a problem for you. My need for a scale became all the more apparent when I moved to Stockton and began training martial arts with world-class guys. I came to realize that where I'd trained before, people were preoccupied with belts. They were preoccupied with a number. And because they were preoccupied with that number, preoccupied with getting, say, a purple belt, they didn't keep track of the gauge of how they really were as martial artists and how good they were at defending themselves or imposing their will on an opponent. I left a school in Chicago full of guys with purple and brown belts that in real life would lose fights to blue belts, people ranked lower than them. They were preoccupied with a color, a number. They weren't using that belt as a real marker for their progression. Competition allows you to see where you're actually at. And if you're not beating people of the same color belt on a regular basis, you don't deserve to level up. That doesn't mean you can't, but what it does mean is that in the grand scheme of martial arts, or jiu-jitsu specifically, you're not actually that good. You're overrated. And that's the last thing I'd want to be in a fight. If you're trying to lose weight, or you're trying to tighten up your training, if you're trying to tighten up your trading, and you're not using a scale every day, you might want to think about adding that into what you're doing. It's been a consistent part of results for myself and people I've worked with. Thank you for listening to the Patrick Ely podcast. As always, it's for entertainment purposes only. If you'd like to support me, check out my NFT collection for the podcast using the links in the show notes or the links at PBCN on Instagram. I've also added a new collection called Dooley the Rescue Dog, and a percentage of the proceeds from that collection go to supporting animal shelters around Northern California. You can find the links to that collection in the same place as the Patrick Ely NFTs.